The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently, we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat Good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com and there you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side of the page is Bradley's show from yesterday. So if you missed that and you'd like to uh, check that out, you can do so up until 3 o'clock. At which time he'll be live in that area right there on the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you got there, and look for the Rumble icon in the bottom right-hand corner. Click on that, and you can join us in the chat on Rumble. we got a lot of friends over there. Good morning, guys. Good to see you. And, um, yeah, while you're there, be sure to subscribe to the channel. Uh, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Sons of Liberty Radio Live is the channel over on Rumble, and uh, we would appreciate your support very much over there as well. Uh, also, before it's news.com, top of the page, look for a video there. And uh, yeah, we're streaming out over there. And we want to appreciate uh, that. Give thanks to uh, Mike and his team for giving us a spot over there. While you're at sons of media.com, though, uh, right up under where we're streaming live, you can sign up for our email newsletter. Again, that all gives you all the articles we put out for the day, sons of including the morning show archive, which you happen to see right there at the top. That was from yesterday. Um, so <clears throat> again, people who are looking for anything that I like a video or a document or something like that, all that's in there. All you got to do is go find that article and everything's in there that we talked about, and, including scriptures. Uh, those are in there as well. Those are listed. So <clears throat> um, set it up nice and easy for you, nice and easy for you. And then uh, if you agree with our message, you'd like to help keep us out there doing the things we do on internet, radio, and among the people in the 50 states, teaching our Christian constitutional heritage, uh, go to sonslibertymedia.com. There's a donate button. You can make a one-time donation or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. And again, we do appreciate you very much. Now, uh, speaking of that, donations, it's not just donations we're going to talk about today. Um, it's anything, any kind of transaction that you're going to have. You want to go to the flea market. Uh, you want to move money between bank accounts. You want to, uh, 
you know, you want to buy a new car, you want to have a house, any of this kind of stuff uh, that you're not going to go do yourself. In other words, you're not going to go build it yourself. You're not going to do something that where you can work off the land. All that's going in a direction to where they're trying to cut us off. And this is why I got to tell you, this is why the people have got to start to find a solution to problems that exist instead of letting government not only provide you the problem, but come up with their solution. And that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. They're doing, and I think this is something that was at least in my mind in the information concerning Sound of Freedom. They're the ones who've created the problem. They've been covering for the problem. And also ultimately ends up around money. Uh, but there are other factors that, that play into that. And so here's the thing. Uh, Catherine Austin Fitz had made mention of using cash on Fridays. And then she started upping that. And I think it's like an everyday cash thing now. And that's exactly what's going on. Whatever's popular with the people is where they're going to, they're going to, if they lead you down that road and you're willing to go and they get this tipping point where they can do it, that's why they feel emboldened to push the Fed pay now. Now, that's the issue regarding you getting your payments. And just let me give a little talk on that in, in a little bit, because uh, we're going to cover several articles here and we're going to go to the scriptures too uh, regarding the application of this and what goes on here too. Yes, they do push the chip. That's exactly right. And there, therein lies, therein lies where some people would normally get it. They're not getting it. And anybody that shows them this stuff, they go, well, you must be a, you must be a child grooming, you know, you support of that. You must be a, a pedophile. You must be for Joe Biden. I mean, it's this most ridiculous MK Ultra kind of responses you've ever seen. And it is MK Ultra. There's no question about it. They've learned how to sway the masses in the same way that Kathy O'Brien talked about. I mean, some of the most zombified answers that you'll get from people when you share with them information. Now, I want to take you back just a little bit. Um, and I don't know why uh, I missed this, but... I think that, okay, here it is. I had it up here. Now, this guy I played for you last year. Um, his name is Gustin, Augustin, I don't know, A-G-U-S-T-I-N, Karstens. He at least was, I, I think he still is, the general manager of the Bank for International Settlements. I affectionately refer to him as the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, and you'll know why in just a moment. But he was talking about these things last year. Now, listen, since the 80s, I've been hearing about chipping. I've been hearing about, you know, monetary system and all that. And I knew that's where they're trying to go with things. Why? Because they can control it. And by the way, it's not just your eyeball or your hand. If that was enough to see, that actually would be enough to secure anything. Unless, somebody, unless somebody's going to cut your, your hand off or your, pull your eyeball out or something and use it. And then even that, there's ways that you can identify whether the tissue is living or dead. So it could be very, very secure just with that if you wanted to do that. But they want to put the chip in, in you. And they've said so. 
We've been listening to the guys out of World Economic Forum saying this kind of stuff. And uh, frankly, I'm beginning to wonder if there's going to be enough men, real men, who will band together when that comes and go start dealing with these guys. Just saying. Just saying. Here is uh, Mr. Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Take a listen and, uh, and, and see what you think about what this guy has to say. Hang on, let me uh, let me raise him up here just a little bit, and make sure. And I had I apologize in the pre-show music. I had a little sound uh, system sound stuff going on too. So uh, here here he is. Listen to what this guy has to say. Aren't our analysis on CBDC in particular for the use of general to the general use? Uh, we tend to establish the equivalence with cash, uh, and there is a huge difference there. Uh, for example, in cash, uh, we don't know, for example, who is using a $100 bill today. We don't know who is using who a $1,000 bill business. today. Uh, a key difference in, with the CBDC is that central bank will have absolute control on the rules and regulations that will determine the use of that uh, expression of central bank liability. And also, we will have the technology to enforce that. Those, are, those two issues are extremely important, and that makes a huge difference with respect to what, she, to what cash is. Uh, okay, so he tells you right there, he tells you right there what this is all about. We need to know who's using that $100 bill. Of course, there won't be a $100 bill at that point. We need to know, why? Why do you need to know who's using a $100 bill? Because they're control freaks. They are tyrants. They want to be God. That's what a tyrant really is. He wants to make his own law. He wants to enforce his own pretended law. He wants to be like the Most High. I mean, isn't that what Lucifer did? Yeah, I want to be just like you. Takes me back to sad to say, an old Disney song. Remember, You guys remember that from like, I don't know, the 70s or something? The the cartoon Jungle Book? I want to be like you, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what I hear going on. That these guys want to be like God. They want to know everything. They want to know what every, what every person on the earth is doing, who they're trading with, who they're spending money on, who they're working for. They want to know everything. And there he is. You've got it. You've got it for himself. Uh, you, you heard him uh, yourself as to what he said. Now, yesterday, uh, we put out an article called CBDCs, a weapon debanking the banked. And it kind of took a leap from... Um, a guy by the name of Emil Faneff, I think that's how you pronounce his name, uh, the third. And uh, he's the one who gave the title there. And let me give you just a little bit of what he put here in the first uh, couple of paragraphs of his article. He writes, in March 2022, President Biden signed an executive order directing government agencies to urgently research and develop a potential U.S. central bank digital currency. Now, I mean, they're already starting to roll this stuff out. 
course, they've been developing it for some time. And I think they're just waiting until there's that number to where there's far more digital transactions, which most are. If you are not using cash, you're using digital in some form or another. If it's a credit card, that's digital. If it's a debit card, that's digital. All of that is. So he says they wanted to develop this CBDC in a manner that protects Americans' interest. It's always about securing something, isn't it? Protecting. That's the language that's always used, isn't it? It's really about putting a hook in your lip. It also encouraged the Federal Reserve to continue doing so, and it isn't the Biden administration in the United States working in such a direction. It isn't just the Biden administration doing it. As of the time of writing, cbdctracker.org lists three countries or regions with retail CBDCs already launched. The Bahamas, Jamaica, and Nigeria. <laughs> Nigeria. Now, that one doesn't really surprise me. I mean, that place is just full of hucksters. Uh, another five in pilot stage and another 20 in proof of concept stage. Many more have uh, a have at least researched wholesale CBDCs. Wholesale CBDCs are intended for commercial and central bank use and the like, while retail CBDCs are intended for the rest of us. OK, you see how that goes? All right. A report by the Bank for International Settlements, that's the bank that uh, Stay Puff Man uh, represents there, released just this month, summarizes the results of a survey of 86 central banks and concludes that there could be 15 retail and nine wholesale CBDCs publicly circulating in 2030. When you read statements from high-level officials of the VIS, central banks and governments, you get the impression that CBDCs are an exciting development in the evolution of money. The VIS, for example, calls them a new, so a new tool in the financial inclusion toolkit. That's code word for control you. An op-ed co-authored by VIS general manager, Stay Puff Man here, and Queen Maxima of the Netherlands frames them in the title as CBDCs for the people. An IMF working paper asserts that CBDCs uh, can bank large unbanked populations in developing countries. So see, this is this is a way they can go into countries that haven't that are sort of considered third world, if you will, and they can come in there and can do this without a lot of uh a, a ton of infrastructure like we maybe have here in the United States. They can come in and do that. And this is the reason why they want to put their quote unquote satellites uh, and things of that nature is to cover those regions. That's what they want to try to do. Now, if you recall, we uh, did a show on um, lawless money and uh, we we took and let me see if I can open this. I meant to have this open before, so I'm going to have to open it now. Uh, but we read from the Federal Reserve's own texts. This is a book you can find on the Federal Reserve website. Okay. And uh, I want you to hear what they say about the American dollar. Okay. 
This is called Modern Money Mechanics. That's the name of the book. You can find it on the Federal Reserve website. It asks, what is money? If money is viewed simply as a tool used to facilitate transactions, only those media that are readily accepted in exchange for goods, services, and other assets need to be considered. Many things from stones to baseball cards have served this monetary function through the ages. Today in the United States, money used in transactions is mainly of three kinds. Currency, paper money and coins in the pocket and purses of the public. Demand deposits, non-interest bearing checking accounts in banks and other checkable deposits such as negotiable order of withdrawal now accounts at all depository institutions, including commercial and savings banks, savings and loan associations and credit unions. Travelers checks also are included in the definition of transactions money. And since $1 in currency and $1 in checkable deposits are freely convertible into each other and both can be used directly for expenditures, they are money in equal degrees. However, only the cash and balances held by the non-bank public are counted in the money supply. Deposits of the U.S. Treasury depository, uh, depository institutions, foreign banks, and uh, official institutions, as well as vault cash in depository institutions are excluded. Now, with that said, the <clears throat> excuse me, the point of the Feds putting out this book, one of the interesting things is what they tell you about this ability for to pay expenditures and things. And again, back to the same book. This is the very next page. Okay. This is what they say themselves. This is not me making it up. It's not a conspiracy theory. Very next page. What makes money valuable? In the United States, neither paper currency nor deposits have value as commodities. Intrinsically, a dollar bill is just a piece of paper. Deposits merely book entries. Coins do have some intrinsic value as metal, but generally far less than their face value. That's exactly right. It costs more to, to mint a penny than the penny is worth, and they don't even use real copper now. What then makes these instruments, checks, paper, money, and coins acceptable at face value and payment of all debts and for other monetary uses? Mainly, it is the confidence people have that they will be able to exchange such money for other financial assets and for real goods and services whenever they choose to do so. In other words, as long as you think it's got value, it's got value. I mean, that's, the, that's what the Fed just said. That's what they just said. Now, what's interesting is our Constitution is very clear that only, only, only gold and silver are to be used among the states for the payments of debt. Now, even if you're a person who doesn't have debt in the sense that you owe for your house or your car or something like this, Pretty much anything, once you get it, becomes a debt. When you go to the grocery store and you put all your stuff into the grocery basket and then you go through the checkout, as soon as they start ringing it up, that becomes a debt to you. That's why you're going to pay them in debt money. <laughs> 
You're paying them in pieces of paper that don't have any intrinsic value according to the Federal Reserve. Okay? So, they have taken away real money. And we'll see in the scriptures that God talks about the lawful kind of money has just weights and measures. And if you give, if somebody says this is worth a certain amount, you know, a shekel or whatever of silver, then whatever you get should be worth a shekel of silver. Or if it's a piece of gold, it ought to be worth that piece of gold. So they have taken and they have substituted, 1913, they brought in the Federal Reserve and they began to substitute paper money for gold and silver. Now they continued to back it. That was part of the deal. They did back that for a while with the paper money. I mean, it's e- let's be honest, it's easier to carry the paper money than it is, you know, having your pants falling down because you got gold coins weighting it down. I get it. I just grabbed some change off of uh, the back here and threw it in my pants pocket. You'd fill it every time you'd walk uh, the other day. So I, I, I understand that. But you could go to a bank and you would have a, a paper note in which you gave it to the bank and the bank gave you that amount in gold back to you. So you could have a trade there. Okay. Then they move to the fact that now you have a piece of paper that you can't trade for that. You can't go to the bank and say, I'd like a $5 worth of silver. They're not, they're going to look at you like, well, we don't have no silver. And yet our constitution says the supposed law of the land is supposed to be gold and silver for payments of goods, right? And services. Well, it's not, it's not anymore. Hadn't been for a long time. Okay. Okay, so the next thing is, is <clears throat> if they've taken that away from you and they've given you paper, you can at least say, well, I got some paper here. It's supposed to be worth something. Some other people believe it's worth something, so they'll take it for whatever goods or services I need, right? Now they're wanting to take that away from you. And by the way, the paper money, at least it allows for you to do things discreetly. Government doesn't know what you do with cash. I mean, they don't know private transactions you do with friends. They don't know that. And if you hear this guy, this is why I say, if they just wanted biometrics, that would be one thing. Because the biometrics would tie any transaction to you. It would validate that it was you. It would validate it was your credit or whatever. They don't want a chip in you. They want that so they can track you. In case you get a little too dissenting, we don't want to just cut you off on Facebook. Uh, We want to cut you off from the world. Now, with that said, the other week, the FedNow payment, this is the first stage of the whole CBDCs rollout, okay? And this deals with, and you remember we talked about two different kinds of CBDCs, the one for you know, government and banks and, re, and uh, wholesale and things of that nature, and then also the one for retail, which is for everybody else. Well, last week they rolled out the FedNow uh, payments. And uh, again, this is very interesting. 
Uh, Axios reports that uh, 35 banks across the country are participating in the launch. They write, so far, 35 banks have signed up as early adopters of FedNow, including J.P. Morgan Chase, Wells Fargo, but notably not including Citigroup or Bank of America. That number is rather low than the Fed uh, led us to believe as recently as June. The U.S. Treasury has also signed up as an early adopter of FedNow. Some 353 banks and credit unions have signed up for RTP. In order to use either service, both the sending and the receiving bank need to be signed up for the system. So <clears throat> what they set up is, again, there's an issue to where the payments go out. And this is why uh, I think I've, guys, I, I've told you guys there was a, there was a guy who contacted me uh, several years ago and wanted me to do this thing you know, where I petitioned government on Social Security and this, that, and the other. And, and, you know, oh, they're going to make us dependent upon them. And I just, I said, dude, if you're on Social Security, you are dependent upon the government. It doesn't matter that you paid into it or not. You're still dependent upon them to send you a check every month. And I said, I'm not going to keep supporting that kind of stuff. And the guy wrote me back, first time ever. I mean, I've taught with I've tried to explain people Social Security. First time ever. Guy wrote me back. He goes, you know, you're exactly right. I never did think about that. I'm going to I'm going to start speaking out against that. And this was a guy getting a Social Security check. But he, he at least understood what I was saying. Now, whether he followed through with that, I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. Um, this was from March 15th in the midst of the alleged banking collapses. You know all that. You know all that scripted, right? <sighs> the Federal Reserve issued a press release detailing a new instant payment system that will be launched in July. That system is called FedNow. And again, here we have. But this is what they were saying back in March. The first week of April, the Federal Reserve will begin the formal certification of participants for launch of the service, early adopters will complete a customer testing and certification program informed by feedback from the FedNow pilot program to prepare to send to, for sending live transactions through the system. Certification encompasses a comprehensive testing circulation, uh, curriculum, circulation curriculum with defined expectations for operational readiness and network experience. In June, the Federal Reserve and certified participants will conduct production validation activities to confirm readiness for the July launch. We couldn't be more excited about the forthcoming FedNow launch, uh, which will enable every participating financial institution, the smallest to the largest and from all corners of the country, to offer a modern instant payment solution, said Ken Montgomery, first vice president of the Federal Reserve Bank of Boston and FedNow program executive. With the launch drawing near, we urge financial institutions and their industry partners to move full steam ahead with preparations to join the FedNow services. Now, I don't know how this is going to work here, okay? Uh, I don't know how this is going to work with uh, states who have said, we're not going to have CBDCs. I do think Florida has had something like that. And I don't know all of the details of the language there. I'm wondering how this is going to go over with them. I mean, eventually these guys are going to they're going to round you and they're going to put the pressure on. But as long as people will hold out against it, if they'll hold out against it, if they'll use cash. 
then cash will be in demand. Frankly, I'd like to see us go back to at least something where the cash had gold and silver value. You know, it's interesting. In, uh, in Genesis, one of the things that happens right off the bat, I always wondered about this as a kid when I read it. I would ask my mom and dad, I'd be like, why did he bring this up? This just kind of, it kind of seems odd. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Genesis chapter 2, verse 10, And a river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from thence it was parted and became into four heads. The name of the first is Pisan. That is it, excuse me, that is it which compasseth the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold. And gold of that land is good. There's Bedelium and the Onyx Stone, and the name of the second river is Gion. The same uh, is it that compasseth the whole land of Ethiopia, the name of the third, and he lists off these things. But he throws that in right there. Doesn't that seem odd to you? Just right at the first? He doesn't do it with the others, but he does it with that. And he points out there's gold in that land. There's gold in them heels right there. (laughs) And it's good gold. It's really good gold. I I found that interesting. And all through Scripture, what you'll find is if you find money, it's gold or silver. That's what you that's what was used. And God said it was an abomination if you used unjust weights and measures. In other words, you're going to have uh, you know, you're going to be weighing that stuff out and maybe you're going to pad your sack a little more so you get a little more silver, a little more gold or you're going to shorten it whatever the case may be. God says that's an abomination. Well, how much more that in 1913 whatever you bought for a dollar you would have to pay more than $30 today for for the same dollar. It's an abomination. It's lawlessness. And that's the whole point. The people are lawless. The people are lawless. So are the banks. Let me hit a couple of these things. How many of you guys have heard of the world coin? Uh, There's just so many of these different things that are going on. Uh, Michael Snyder put this one out yesterday. World coin is here. Just get your eyes scanned by the orb and your new world ID will be issued to you. Now, I, let me, I'll come back, maybe make a couple of comments on that particular article here. This is, um, let me see if I can bring this up here and we'll just kind of, because I hate the little, it's, it's a non-noise noise. Um, but this is allegedly, I think, out of China. And this, what, you know, if you're on the radio, you're not going to see it, but there are literally, I don't know, hundreds, thousands of these people, all these people that you guys on the video platform are seeing are standing in line, messing with their tablets, messing with their, their cell phones or whatever. They're standing in line to get their eyeballs scanned for WorldCoin. There's the orb right there. You see it. All those people, actually, it's not hundreds. But there's a long line of people who are doing it. I thought it was much longer than that. That was like a really short clip. Completely clueless, or maybe they are. I don't. I don't know. Maybe they do know. 
that they're being pulled into a trap. They're being told, oh, convenience, oh, ease, oh, security. Won't have to worry about somebody robbing you on the street anymore. <laughs> You're not going to have any money in your pocket. It's going to be at a central bank. I just absolutely incredible to me. Absolutely incredible. But listen, we've already pointed this out. People are, I mean, most of us have already in some way or another submitted to some form of number identification in the monetary system that we're here in in the U.S. and if you're in the EU or Canada or wherever, and and we and most of us don't think a thing about that. I've talked about this before. Now I've given you know some talk about this world coin, um, and now here they come, according to their website. The official WorldCoin website. More than three years ago, we founded WorldCoin with the ambition of creating a new identity and financial network owned by everyone. See, they they want you to think this is your idea. This is this is really for you. They all the devil always wants to do that. Then he comes to Eve and he says, ah, "God knows this is really for you. He doesn't want you to be like him. It's really about you, Eve. Come on, let's have a little you time." Go ahead. You'll be wise. Yep. It, doesn't that fruit look succulent there? Don't you want to have some of that? God knows it'll make you like you. And this is what they want to do. They want it to be about you. They want to appeal to your pride. They want to appeal to your flesh. That's what they want to do. Um, if successful, we believe WorldCoin would, could drastically increase economic opportunity scale a reliable solution for distinguishing humans from AI online while preserving privacy, enable global democratic processes, and eventually show a potential path to AI-funded UBI. I, no. No. Let me, let me give you, this guy is the president of the Federal Reserve Bank of Minneapolis. Now, I just want... He may be behind, he may back this. He may back the CBDCs and all this other stuff. But don't don't make any mistake. World coins is all CBDCs, all this is the same. It's the same concept. Okay. Listen to what this guy has to say about CBDCs, though. It's very telling when a guy, sort of the insider here, tells you, what are we doing with this stuff? I'm pretty skeptical. Okay, no. I keep asking anybody. Let me anybody. Uh, let me back this up just a hair. I'm going to make it a little louder so you guys on the radio can hear it. I'm pretty skeptical. I keep asking anybody, anybody at the Fed or outside of the Fed to explain to me what problem this is solving. I can send anybody in this room $5 with Venmo right now. <laughs> right? No, seriously. So what is it that a CBDC could do that Venmo can't do? And all I get is a bunch of hand-waving. I get a bunch, well, maybe it's better for financial inclusion. Maybe it's better for cross-border remittances. Maybe. Is there any evidence that it is? And, you know, they say, well, what about China? China's doing it. Well, I can see why China would do it. If they want to monitor every one of your transactions, you could do that with the central bank digital currency. You can't do that with Venmo. If you want to impose negative interest rates, you could do that with the central bank digital currency. You can't do that with Venmo. 
And if you want to directly tax customer accounts, you could do that with the central bank digital currency. You can't do that with Venmo. So I get why China would be interested. Why would the American people be for that? I don't think the American people are for it. I think the American people are ignorant of their constitution that requires only gold and silver. Look, as far as I'm concerned, anything that's being used for payments of debts, okay, unless you've got some kind of a barter transaction, hey, I'm going to trade you my Chevy truck for your tractor over here, something like that. But as far as a debt, what does our constitution say? Gold and silver only. Anything else, all this paper money, which the Federal Reserve has already told us, I read it from their own document, does isn't worth anything. These guys are counterfeiting. I, just because Congress put up a Federal Reserve Act doesn't make it legal or lawful or constitutional. But that's what they've done. Boy, you want to talk about a bigger threat then the traitor in the White House and his treasonous drug addict prostitution running pedophile son. Uh, the, the, the lawless money is a threat not only to us, it's a threat to the world. We went over this in the lawless money show that I did. It's a threat to the world. These unconstitutional wars, the, the stuff that's going on in Ukraine, all of it exists because of lawless money. Every dollar of those billions that he's sending over there to Sodomite Zelensky and the neo-Nazis in Ukraine, every dollar that's being sent over there is paper money. It's lawless. It's not real money. And every day that I'm out and I see people working and I see buildings going up and I, and I, I sit there the other day, yesterday I had to go pick up my son uh, from work and I just told him, I said, look at this, all of this is going up, all these people's labor and everything going in for pieces of paper. Now, if you're going to be in the society and you're going to function, you're going to pay your bills and stuff like that. That's what you've got to pay it with. But isn't that silly? That we waste our lives chasing after pieces of paper. Seems pretty silly to me. Jesus spoke about such things. Matthew chapter 6. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, the whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? For no man can serve two masters. He's not talking about uh, you know, two different men or stuff like that. That's not what he's talking about. He's going to tell you. For either he'll hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon or money and riches. That's, that's what mammon is. So mammon is a god too. It's, it's, it's a god too. Therefore, he gives comfort here. And see, I'm, I'm going to tell you, this is, this is where my mind is going with a lot of things. It's probably for some of you that I've talked to is what if we 
took the first step and we outmoved them and started going back to the old paths and living the way men used to live. I ran across a meme that says man is the only one who has to pay to live on the earth. That's not true. We pay because we want to pay. If we really wanted to live like they did in the 17, 1800s, and we wanted to build our own houses, we could do that. If we wanted to travel around on horse and carriage, we could do that. If we wanted to grow our own food and be self-sufficient in that manner, we could do that, but we choose not to. We love the world system, don't we, in many ways. And many of you have probably never thought about the world system that way. But we do. We do it that way. And it's ready as a snare to catch us in it. And more and more, they're pulling this, they're pulling it tighter. They're pulling the noose tighter. But here's what he says. How do I know that can be that can be true? Because Jesus said so. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on it. Is not the life more than meat? the body, then raiment. Behold the fowls of the air. They sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into their barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. God takes care of the birds. How much of more value are you than they? In fact, Jesus says that. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? None of us. None of us can do that. If, if you are rich, if you are wealthy, you have God to thank for that. And guess what? If you're like me and you're considered government poverty level or whatever, or you're even further down than I am, then you have God to thank for that. You know, David talked to God and he says, hey, provide for me enough to where I'm not going to go have to steal, but not so much that I forget you. I think that's a good that's a good mindset to be in. It keeps us humble. It does keep us humble. In the midst of all this, we've had uh, th- let me give you a couple others. We've had uh, Unicoin, which is a universal monetary unit. This was back in uh, May. We had this out, uh, paving the way to global currency. And then we've had talk for years about the BRICS banks. Now, this is the one uh, mainly formed up by China and Russia, but there's also a number. There's a couple of dozen uh, other countries who are applying to be a part of BRICS. And BRICS is scheduled this coming month, just in a couple of weeks in August here, to make an announcement that their new currency is going to be ready. And guess what? It's not going to be backed by oil. It's not going to be. It's In fact, I'll guarantee you, if they make the announcement, the price on, and I'm not like a stock person or anything like that, but it just makes sense to me, price of gold, especially gold, maybe silver, is going to go through the roof. It's going to go through the roof. It's going to be crazy. Um, I've told my boys, they've, they've got a lot of money sitting there. I said, if I were you, dude, I'd put like five or 10 grand in some gold. Uh, or silver, but gold at that point, uh, because I do think that's what's going to happen. But that's me. I, you know, again, I'm not an economist. I'm not a, a stock person or any of that other stuff. But I, I do think that's what's going to happen. Then on top of that, 
they want to add the chipping. And you heard from the Federal Reserve president there from Minneapolis. What is this doing that the other isn't doing? How this guy doesn't know or doesn't see it is kind of beyond me. I mean, he's rubbing elbows with the other devils in that banking industry. This was a report by uh, Greg Reese. And uh, I'm going to play this for you because this is the other part of that whole digital banking and everything that's going on. Take a listen to this. German banking economist Richard Werner was selected as a global leader for tomorrow by the World Economic Forum in Davos in 2003. Here, he tells us an insider's view of what to soon expect and says the only way to survive the Great Reset is for us to immediately begin setting up our own banking system. In each domicile, they should be locally set up and authorized by the local uh, regulators. And it's a profitable investment. Banking is profitable. Yeah. So the investors would get a return while the local community would get a return. And it's a way of delaying, perhaps even preventing the introduction of CBDCs. They have, you know, they have literally delayed their agenda because I think it's so important to them. They've been very careful about the timing and they've, oh, let's wait a little longer. Let's wait a little longer. Let's have this crisis first. Oh, let's have COVID first, you know, soften them up. But they've delayed because the technology was really ready um, around 2015 to roll out. Mm. And what, what people don't mention is what do these CBDCs actually look like? You know, um, at the moment, there's a bit of talk about this being phone-based apps. And yes, that is the initial phase. But what was already ready around 2015 is the ultimate goal, what they really want. Apparently, I was told by a central banker is, you know, CBDC looks like a small grain of rice that they want to put under your skin, which is, in my view, a violation <laughs> of human dignity. And they realize there is a hurdle. So... <laughs> to get people to get people to accept this, there will be you know why, why suddenly all the billionaires saying let's have universal basic income, because the story is going to be oh now we've created we've created this vast unemployment and and uh, disruption and crises. Well, we need universal basic income. You will get uh, two thousand euros into your account every month, but of course to run this efficiently we need to use the latest technology so you know you, you need the cbdc uh, yeah. chip implant but how many people will say okay fine two thousand pounds uh, the two thousand euros you know I'm a surprising <laughs> a, a surprising proportion shockingly obviously to me or yourself but we've seen uh, years ago in sweden there has been a substantial small minority take-up of what's currently much larger it's kind of like a little cylinder in stainless steel i guess maybe it's titanium or something, uh, and they're doing it because they just want to. They want to be early adopters of this nonsense. So if anyone's listening and that sounds fanciful or conspiracy theorish, uh, the fact is in Sweden they are taking it up and in other places, and that's not coming out of nowhere. The Bank for International Settlements recently published a report called Blueprint for the Future Monetary System, Improving the Old, Enabling the New. This report proposes that a central bank digital currency will serve as the new reserve currency and calls for the digital confiscation of all physical property by assigning every real-world item its own unique digital token, which will contain rules on how each item can and cannot be used. 
so that each person can be controlled and conditioned directly by the central bank. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Okay, all right, so <clears throat> you get the idea of what they're doing. Now, again, I've heard about this stuff since the 80s. A um, lot of technology was around then. Even then, it's kind of surprising how much technology was around. In fact, I want to say it was in the 80s when they were starting to chip your pets. You know what that's developed into now. If you if you wanted to you know, grab him by the scruff of the neck and, and inject that little thing so you could track little Toto wherever he's going, you know, if he gets out of the house or whatever, um, you could do those kind of things. Well... That's not so far from where things always tend to go. You know, I did, I did a show <clears throat> years ago called What Was the Mark of the Beast? And I showed you even in the first century what was going on as far as being able to buy and sell. And it was tied directly to Caesar. It was tied directly to his coin with his image on it. There had to be about the right hand. The, the Jews would have to take off their phylacteries and put that on their right hand instead. Or on their forehead. Literally strap it on their forehead. If they were going to be a part of that society. they would have they, Many of them would have to burn incense to Caesar, declare him as Lord. And that's why Christians wouldn't do it. Only Jesus was Lord. And you remember the Jews, when they cried out against Christ, what did they say? We have no king but Caesar. This man's not our king. And they got mad because Pilate put on uh, the board there above the cross, above the head of Christ. They put on there, he put on there what they would normally put their crime as king of the Jews. And they said, no, 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 don't put that up there. They were angry about that. And he said, what I've written, I've written. But again, the application comes in. And that wasn't the that wasn't the only time. There were other times in history, and there's been other times since where similar things where tyrants have come in and they forced their people into this kind of thing of making an allegiance either to the state through money or they were going to be faithful to God. And yet the principle comes right out of, no doubt about it, right out of Revelation chapter 13. And many people are familiar with this. Now, they, they quote things kind of goofy, 666. No, that's not what it says. Let's read it together, just so we get it clear. And he had power to give unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as could not or would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and, for, uh, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. And again, you go right back to Deuteronomy 6, that's exactly what you're going to see. Are you going to obey the law of God? Are you going to obey the pretended laws of men who want to be God? And that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Three different things going on here. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is not 666, it's 600, three score and six. And the point is, is this. <clears throat> the application comes that it is a mark of a beast. There's no question about that. 
CBDCs, fully implemented, WorldCoin fully implemented, all of this stuff fully implemented is a mark of a beast. It is. There's your application. So the question is, are you going to submit to that or are you not going to submit to it? Are you going to submit to the way God had set things up? There was a warning in the book of James, <clears throat> James chapter 5, even about the gold and silver because of how the people had conducted themselves. Go to now, you rich men, weep and howl for your miseries that shall come upon you. Your riches are corrupted and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver is cankered and the rust of them shall be a witness against you and, you and shall eat your flesh as it were fire. Ye have heaped up treasure, that's that mammon, for the last days. Behold, the hire of the laborers who have reaped down your fields, which is of you kept back by fraud, crieth, and the cries of them which have reaped are entered into the ears of the Lord of Sabbath. You have lived in pleasure on the earth and been wanton. Ye have nourished your hearts as in a day of slaughter. You have condemned and killed the just, and he doth not resist you. Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth and hath long patience for it until he receive the early and latter rain. Again, I'll point you back to the words of James when he talked about, when he was asked about Christ's coming, we went through this in Matthew 24, what did he say? Oh, he's fixing to come, guys. He's fixing to bring some judgment on you, boys. He really is. Now, with all this going on, I, you know, the focus ends up being money. Bill Clinton was the guy who said, it's the economy, stupid. Again, that is an idolatrous approach to life, to government, to anything. It's an idolatrous approach. We should be looking for how do we glorify God? What did we read just a moment ago from Jesus in Matthew? Seek first the kingdom of God. There's got to be a kingdom to seek, right? Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. Let that be in your thoughts today. Seeking first the kingdom of God, and allow God to add all the things that you need this day. Bradley, be with you at 3. We'll see you in the morning back here, bright and early, Lord willing, 6 a.m. Talk to you then.